Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. And we're in the same room. We're in the same room. Dexter came over. This is, I think, our third record our third recording live episode we do together our fourth podcast we've recorded together we did one years and years ago in oh, my yeah, kitchen yeah, yeah. that never came out oh yeah that was yeah we were going to do this and then it just didn't work. long time ago 2016 maybe 2017 yeah i remember doing i forgot about that um but yeah uh so I, i'm not sure how this will end up sounding but uh probably better than all the others hopefully <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so, uh, we went to go see Thor, now we're done with that, uh, so we're going to be talking about Thor Love and Thunder, and until then, we are going to do some, do you want to catch up first? Yeah, let's do catch up. Alright, um, so yeah, it's been two weeks, um, I'm trying to think what all I was doing, not a whole lot, I flew to Boston, I drove up six hours into Maine, I hiked... I don't know if they're... So, okay, I told Matt I hiked mountains, and he said... I, like, I was just joking. I know, but it made me question. <laughs> <laughs> I was just what are these? Because, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's uh, the Acadia Acadia National Park. I went on the Beehive Trail, which if you Google it, it's a little terrifying. Um, there's parts where you have to use ladder, like metal rungs that they like bolted. I don't know how they're in. They put them into the rock somehow. Um, and there's one part where there's actually, like, grating. There's, like, a gap between rocks, and you have to walk across this grating. Um, and then you get to the top, and we found some wild blueberries uh, that were delicious. I don't really? Know. They tasted like blueberries. Yeah. Um, and then we went on an, uh, the next, tra- like, trail over. So th- that was 500-some feet t- high. The other one was a little shorter, I think. Um, but anyway, there were bees on the other mountain... Not on Beehive, which was kind of weird. Um, and then the next day we climbed another mountain that I think was 600 feet. Um, but the tallest one we drove up, which is Cadillac Mountain, and we watched the sunrise there with about 100 other people. Um, so not as romantic as it sounds, watching the sunrise on a mountain. Um, but no, and then, yeah, we... What else did we do? We hiked another... Uh, sundew trail that was just a trail it wasn't a mountain and we looked all over for sundews do you know what a sundew is it's a no. it's like a it has like all these like just like I don't know things that go out mm-hmm. and they have little they look like drops of dew on the ends but it's actually sticky and then when a bug lands on it it curls up and suffocates the bug and eats and like just absorbs the enzymes it's like a VS fly trap yeah but it's but they're like um, they're they're it's not. It's not. It doesn't have like a mouth, like jaws. It's just like these. They just curl up on it. But um, yeah, and we couldn't find one. But but like they they like we could see the stuff it would grow on. It was all over the place. Um, and there was lichen. Uh, I didn't know what lichen was. Um, but it was it's just, a werewolf. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's white and it kind of just looks like a fungus. But if you look really close, it's I don't. It just looks like a plant. Okay. It's just kind of like dense. Kind of looks like roots, actually, like really dense, thin roots. Okay. Uh, and in in um, veins. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And in like the later, the newer, one of the last couple of updates on Minecraft, there's glow lichen that grows underground in the caves now. Um, and yeah. so we sent a, f- a photo of it uh, to my in-laws to show to my son. To, to Becca, and I guess she t- t- texted us back. like, now Beckett's going off on a Minecraft rant. Oh, oh, <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa got an earful. Yeah, they did. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, and then after that, we drove back down to Boston and spent a day there. Mm-hmm. Um, and went along the Freedom Trail, which goes from... It uh, goes to, like, three different churches, which I guess one is where George Washington went to church. Um, another church that I have no idea what it did. And then uh, the church, uh, like, tower where the two if by land, or one if by land, two if by sea... Paul Revere thing, mm-hmm. so that they're lighting lanterns. That's what the one if by land, two if by sea means. One lantern if the if the redcoats are coming by land, two lanterns if they're coming by sea. Um, and then that's how Paul Revere knew what to yell at people, I guess, while he was dri- while he was riding the horse. Um, and then yeah, we went up to Bunker Hill. I was actually on the Constitution, USS Constitution, which was like the ship I believe we stole from the British during the Revolutionary War, and it helped win the war because oh. it was a really nice ship. Um, at the time, um, and yeah, it's still there. Like the Marines work it. Like when you're on there, there's just like a couple of Marines hanging out, and you can ask them questions. I was, I did not ask them any questions. Is anything of the original ship there? You know, I don't know because Ever I since watching WandaVision when they talk about how the original ship gets replaced yeah, after so uh, many what is years, that? years. That's got a. There's a. That's a theory. It's got a name. I forget what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, because well. When I was in Boston seven years ago for a work thing, I went and I looked at the Constitution, and it was in the dry dock at the time, yeah. and they were restoring it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much of because uh, what specifically I know they were replacing. They have copper plates that go on the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, that the part that's underwater. Yeah, so it doesn't rot away. Yeah, and so I don't know. Yeah, how much wood has been replaced? Probably all of it after two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. years, there which, is in a- my opinion. Is it the same? No. It's a replica. Is it just as important? Yes. Yeah, because it represents what it represents. Yes, as long as 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 it's representing, it's totally acceptable to me. I'm not going to be one of those people that pushes their glasses up and goes, actually, actually, it's it's completely different, and it's not actually the true ship. It's representation. It's a replica. I would would think that a lot of it is still the original. Possibly. That's hundreds of years old. Possibly. Yeah, 250 years old, probably not. But there are a lot. There's a lot of paint on that thing. Uh-huh. You can tell it's been painted over. Oh yeah, hundreds of times. I don't know, but like, uh, it's just thick with paint. Um, it was interesting though, because like uh, getting to see like the captain's quarters is just like, yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't that far off. Like this is how ships look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really interesting because um, I wasn't able to go on it last time I was there because they were refurbishing it. So, and then yeah, we flew home. Uh, the last two, so the two times I've been to Boston before for work trips, uh, my flights were so delayed that I was afraid I was going to have to spend the night, like another night there. Yeah. Um, and both times were right after I had a like, one of my kids were born, and so like I I was actually in tears uh, the second time. Actually, probably I think both times, uh, because like I was just relieved that I got like I was going to go home to like an infant again yeah um and just yeah uh, this was yeah and this was a trip it was like an anniversary trip uh so it was, it was our first big trip away without the kids and uh like the whole time i don't know like a couple days into it kelsey my wife was just like you know i miss our kids and i, I was just like i was not expecting that and i was just like <laughs> you know i do too and like we, we passed by a kid on one of the trails that was just going off on my like about minecraft to his dad and i just got like i just like i felt like, I was sad. Like, I was just like, I wish I had my kid was here to go out, you know, to, like, be talking to me about Minecraft. And then, and, like, as soon as we get home, 
Beckett just goes right into Minecraft. Yeah. Like, we're, we're still in the airport, like, walking out, and he's telling me about a cave that he found. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm already done with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... I, yeah, and, and since then, it's just been a lot of catching up about Minecraft. And, yeah. And Vivi wanted to play Barbies, and it's been good. That's uh, good. But, yeah, it was, was kind of surprising, because I was just looking forward to kind of getting away... And not being, you know, talked to constantly about everything, but just like not e- or about like, you know, Minecraft and Barbie or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they, they're just constantly talking. Uh, it, was, yeah, it was surprising to miss it, I guess. But um, but no, it was, it was good to kind of. I'm not much of a hiker or an outdoorsy person. But yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It was fun to to climb the mountains. It was fun to, and I took with the camera and. Was taking pictures and stuff. It's funny since year oh, is it two three years ago? I asked you guys all if you wanted to do a camping trip someday, and nobody said yes. No. Everyone said absolutely no. not, not even for a day. No, and, and I, I might be coming. I think I'm coming around to, to camping for. Sure. I don't even like camping, but I think the experience would be fun for us as adults to have like a guys a guys weekend. Not even two yeah. nights. Maybe just go for a night. Go to sure. like Spring Lake or something like that, and just camp oh tents are terrible it's just for a day it's i'm not asking for torture or anything yeah but it would probably i think it would just be fun to do something out just once and i remember you were like maybe we could rent out a cabin or yeah. something it's like I'm not gonna spend thousands of dollars just to go for a night let's just yeah, go how much get a cabin. tent i don't remember how much there but and no, too and, much <laughs> well it's a lot more than a tent yeah but um and i i, I can see myself doing that now i yeah. i think i i had a there was one summer i got a tick just like anytime i went outside Seriously? It was so bad. Like, we would go... We lived near a trail that went through some trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I swear, every time we went on a walk through there, which was, like, once or twice a month, like, there was one summer, I swear I got a tick every time. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. And so, like, I was really paranoid. And I'm, um... I am, like, overly allergic to poison ivy. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, everyone's allergic to poison ivy, but, like... If I when I get it, it, my whole body gets it. Oh and, my gosh! And I and I have it for like two months, it, like it does not go away. And I, I just hate being on prednisone. Like and that's just like it's like that's all they give you. They're just like here's some steroids. Uh, have have yeah. fun sleeping. And I already have sleep problems. <laughs> right. So it's just miserable. Um, but yeah, no, and like I never, I didn't see any poison ivy on this trip and uh, hardly like we saw bees that was like the only insects oh, I feel like I saw I'd rather see poison ivy than bees but then again I don't I don't have a reaction to poison ivy really? no uh, not at all well I guess the, my sister's was like you super allergic to it yeah. like not even on top of having a thing she is allergic to it yeah but uh, yeah I don't know and anyway so I had a great time and I, I'm definitely open to more outdoorsy stuff now yeah like I think as long like as long as I have a camera like because I think part of it is I get bored. Yeah. And so having a camera and, be, and like just being focused on like looking at things and enjoying it because of that, yeah, it helps a lot for me. And like and I like that's like I hate working out in general. Yeah. I just get so bored. Oh um, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't mind walking anymore because that's most of my job anymore. So yeah. Yeah. I don't get bothered by that. Sure. Like I see, it always baffles me when I see videos of people that are into the same things we are, and they go out. And do stuff outdoorsy, and mm-hmm. then they come home. I remember I watched one fun, quote-unquote, reality movie where people that are in the same stuff we all are mm-hmm. uh, did a thing. And, well, just 
It's called a simple walk. It's two guys. They went. They went to Australia for a convention, mm -hmm. and then they took a week off from work after the convention, and went to New Zealand and mm. walked to Mordor. Oh, that's funny. And it was like three, four days of them hiking to yeah. do it, and uh, even after the first day, they pulled their shoes and socks off, and their leg, their feet were just covered in blisters. Yeah, if you don't, you need the right shoes. And they were just wearing like it just was like they weren't or anything like that. <laughs> That's funny. And just seeing that, and just seeing like even the guy that there was their guide, he was covered in them too and stuff oh. like that. And they had to get to a point where they were using like safety pins to poke their blisters just to relieve mm. stress and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I could probably deal with that because I'm on my feet all day long. I literally walk 15 miles at my job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, learned that from the Apple Watch. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um, but yeah, just seeing that has kind of made me be like, oh, I can do that stuff. These guys are literally walking on the side of roads and they're blistering, but they're a bunch of nerds that sit in office yeah. desks all day long, so they're not conditioned. Whereas my feet are eighty percent callusks. Yeah. So I could take, I could handle it. Yeah. Well, and it was funny too because like I, I made sure I got good hiking shoes for it yeah like that's all I, I i just wanted to make sure i had the right shoes yep and i i that was super nice because i was as long as like a rock was you know wasn't vertical mm -hmm. like i felt like i had good traction yep um especially with all the climbing we were actually physically doing but it was funny because like on the second day we were going out hiking this another car like parked because we got there really early yeah uh, and so like everyone was kind of getting there at the same time because uh, like there's so little parking here uh, which is just weird because it's like probably after Yellowstone and the Grand Canyon. This yep. is like the next oh, big okay. national park. I mean, maybe I don't know. It's probably top five. But um, so yeah, this car kind of pulling in right behind us and we're like, oh, like what are you doing today? Like which which trail? And and we just kind of chatted. But I just like looked at him. It was this whole family, and they all had Camelbacks on. Uh, they all like were wearing like you know tight. Clo you know, like, appropriate clothing for hiking. Yeah. Like, stretchy clothes. And they all had, like, walking sticks, except for, like, the youngest person. They, well, some of them, like, needed walking sticks. Because um, they were pretty old. Right. Um, and, and it's just like, wow. Like, and I just looked at Kelsey, and I was just like, so, like, that's the great thing about hiking. You got people like that who clearly are out here and like they hike all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you have us just schmoes who show up in decent shoes and a decent camera and like we can still do it. And, and it was funny because my wife was just like, yeah, but like what we did yesterday, because we did I think four or five miles or six miles, I think, mm -hmm. uh, like climbing and everything and we were just exhausted yeah um and there's like what we did yesterday is probably like their morning and they're probably out here for the third day in a row <laughs> no no, no and, and she's uh, my wife's in a facebook group that was like for that park actually and so it's just people kind of chatting about like what trails they run and stuff and like i think that day we had done two different trails that were like right next to each other oh yeah and then uh, Kelsey was just like, yeah, this lady's on there talking about how they did the two trails that we did and then the next, like, uh, the next four in a row with, like, their two kids. I'm just like, man, I hate those people. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we were just, we our legs were jelly by the end of that second day. I, I don't mind trail. Yeah. I don't mind going outside and stuff. I don't like trails. Yeah? I don't like trails. Like, what about a jester? Because, like, that's just level. Nope. That's not even nope, climbing. Nope, nope, nope. I okay. hate trails. I just want to leave. 
I just want to leave. I just been like, it's like we're, we're going on a trail. I'm already in my car going. <laughs> so you just want to go camping? Like, yeah, okay. just have fun. Just like make a fire. Okay, and just sit. Like and like yeah, just talk, chat and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'd be into. Mm-hmm. Listen to music and things. No, that'd be a good time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going fucking like trails and shit. I did like that a handful of times in high school. Uh, I did a little bit much. here and there with my cousin, but not much. Yeah. No, I, I, in all honesty, I think I'd be up for it now. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, I, other than that, oh, we did watch, usually you're the one that watches movies. I actually watched movies. Um, we watched, uh, The Lost City. Is that that Sandra Bullock movie with, That's uh, the one you told me with about, Channing yeah. Tatum? Uh, that was surprisingly funny. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, like, goofy funny. Like, just, like, I mean, over the top, this makes no sense. Like, like, um... I mean, like, there are just, like, obvious issues with, like, somebody's costume being wet and then dry in the next scene. Oh, those like, things. Just things that are, like, <laughs> obvious. Like, it's just... Or, like, at one point, they were climbing, literally climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the late uh, Sandra Bullock's character was having a hard time. And Channing Tatum was, like, below her. And he just starts climbing faster and pushes her up with his head as he's oh. climbing. And it's just, like, that's just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just absurd. Um, but, it, it, and, oh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe is the villain in it. He does a really good villain. Yeah. Like, like just over-the-top, goofy villain. Um, he did a good job. Um, but no, it, it was... I mean, I know, I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater, but it was nice to have seen it. Yeah. Um, and then we watched... Uh, oh, man. What is it? Every... Every everything... Wait. Everything, everywhere... All at once. All yeah, at yeah. once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, and I... Kelsey, my wife, actually like wanted to see it, and then once it started, she was very bored. Um, it's not her kind of movie. Like she, <laughs> she doesn't like action, like constant action. And yeah. this movie is constant action. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, so it does the multiverse and it does it really well. The the only my only thing I had an issue with it was that like to travel between um, dimension or universes. They wear like um, these like Bluetooth headsets. Yeah, that was annoying. And they like the trailers and stuff like that. And they glow green when when it makes a connection to another Mm -hmm. universe. So you hit and then you hit a button and you connect to that person to learn their abilities and thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Um, But it's just like okay, I I'm fine with this technology existing, but where did it come from? They literally oh they explain it. They popped into this universe and all of a sudden he has two. It's just like, where did they come from? Like, just part of the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he he literally is inhabiting a brand new, but like, hit like so you can only ever inhabit your. Oh, so you just transfer consciousness to you're to jump, yourself. You're jumping your consciousness so you, to your alternative version. So if you're dead in one universe, you can't, or if you don't exist in that universe, you can't go into that. Okay. Market. So it's just like. Okay, so you, like you, it's not even like your clothes are coming with you because like you are just inhabiting their body. So then, how is it that this person all of a sudden has this technology that didn't exist in this universe? Oh. And uh, and it's like to the point where like there are twenty people who are traveling at one point between uh, universes, and they all all of a sudden have these headsets on. Um, and then the other thing is is to make connections to those other universes, you have to do something that's improbable. So like okay. for and and so like uh one the first one that the first time you see a character do it he just, he has it's a character who has a fanny pack it's a, it's the guy it's short round uh, as an adult uh, he uh, reaches into his fanny pack and he pulls out chapstick and he just unwinds it all the way oh I heard about that and then just yeah, takes a big it. bite of it yep. and they're just like what are you doing and because he had to go to another universe where he, he knew kung fu basically so that he could fight. 
Um, and then there's another point where like um, a lady stapled something to her forehead. Um, what happens to your body when you transfer to another? It's just kind of in a coma state. Okay. Like, uh, I think like you. It's kind of weird, and that was another thing I guess that didn't necessarily make sense. Okay. So like, because the first I think thing that goes to my head is you, where do they you kind go? Of, you just go to sleep mode. Sort of like I think like they put their bodies into like a like a, just like a stasis state, and so like they just kind of would sit there. Okay. But he was eight, like at one point the so the sh- short rounds character. What is his real name? I don't even know. Anyway, so he was like he so okay. Basically, what it comes down to is is the lady is. Um, she invented the technology and then she was forcing her daughter to to do to use it too much. Yeah. And she ends up actually like being able to just controlling it control it at will. And she kind of becomes like a god. Mm. Um and so she and so by doing that she realizes like, oh, there's all these universes, there's all these versions of me, and in every single one of them, my mom is like pushing me around, telling me I'm too fat and I'm eating too much. And whatever. Yeah. And so it's just like, what's the point of any of this? And she goes crazy and she's just like, there's no point. And so she just starts messing with everybody. Oh. Okay. And she can just like create matter now. Like, I don't, which that's another thing they never explained. Like, why she can just like, and I guess you could argue she's reaching into other universes and pulling things out. I'll have to say this. I haven't, it's on my radar, but I, I have heard about it a yeah. lot recently because it just came out to Blu ray. It's, it's, I mean, aside from just like things that, like, like, they just don't explain everything. And I don't know that you need everything explained because that's not the point. Yeah. The point isn't the universe travel, the point is the message. And the message being um, that, like, so, I don't know. Do you want me to tell you that? No. Okay. Because I will want to see it. So, okay, so yeah, I won't, I won't then. But it, it was a really good, like, I liked, it was a movie where I liked the ending, although it did kind of have a trick ending. Okay. That, I think I, I talked it through with my wife, and I feel better about it. <laughs> um, because she interpreted it completely different than I did. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, and it, yeah, I don't know. It was produced by the Russo brothers um, and another person. Uh, but no, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it definitely had some issues, but it was it was good. But no, other than that, I don't think I watched any more other movies. Did you watch oh. Obi Wan? No, because I went on vacation, um, and I like so we were preparing to go, and then we went, and so I haven't had time. And I I also wanted to say, um, so I got Lego Star Wars Episode Three, um, and it didn't work. Yes, I returned it to Jay's, and I got instead. Um, oh, what is that? It's a Star Wars game. It's not Lego, um, where you're playing like a new Jedi. Man, is it a new game? Not newer. It was like twelve bucks. I don't know then. Um, hmm. My boss recommended it to me. Like the the CEO of my company. We, like he's a big no, no, he's a big nerd. But uh, he likes Star Wars and stuff. And he was just like, "It's a great game." And it's um, man. It's not Fallen Order. It might. Be. It's a couple years old. It's Fallen Order, um, man. No, I don't. Uh, I can look it up. It might be Fallen Star Order. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it's got like a dude on the cover. Because it's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that one. Okay. So yeah, my, it's a relatively new game. It's probably you got it for 12 bucks. Yeah, I was too. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll get this. And I was going to get Fallout 4 because I haven't finished it and I don't want to pay $15 for understandable uh for the whatever um game pass uh and it's but then it was just like it's four or five bucks yeah and so i was just like i'll come back and get this like another time it's yeah. fine 
Uh, so yeah, I just paid like two more dollars because it was like. I think uh, the Lego Star Wars was ten bucks, and that was twelve. So yeah, like a couple more bucks. So. Yeah, it's after it's a it's set roughly I think uh, around the time of Obi Wan or something like that. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a kid. He's he's a little grown up now. He was a Padawan who escaped. Okay. And he's and it's got Inquisitors in it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's he's he's one of those that's like uh, he's on the run. So it's kind of like Obi Wan, but not. Is it like choose your own adventure though? Or no. Like- Okay. No, it's uh, well, cause like Knights of it's like Dark Souls. Uh, I'm not familiar with Dark Souls. Uh, it's it, not really a button masher, but you're Jedi. You're you're fighting. It's yeah. it's a standard kind of like third person point of view. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. A game. It's similar to like say uh, Old Republic, but not R- not very RPG like. Well, without the dice throwing. Adventury. It's all uh, like I think. Well, but like a Knights of the Old Republic, you can either go like Sith or Jedi. And you can't in this. It's a narrative. Okay. It's continuity with current Star Wars. Okay. Like, cool. it's part of their canon. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. But, yeah. Because uh, I haven't... I've just... I've heard so, like, really good things about it from my boss. I heard it's like Dark Souls, essentially, where it's okay. it's similar to, like, say... It's modern game where it's difficult, but mm-hmm. um, it's just fighting. It's it's adventurous fighting. It's like okay. it's like modern Zelda. It's okay, like okay, those okay. Uh, fable, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't... It's, it's a linear gameplay. Okay. No, that's good. I mean, because I like games like that, so... Yeah. And I just... I don't feel like I've played a really good Star Wars game in such a long time. Since Knights of the Old Republic, really. Uh, um, for me, it's Lego Star yeah. Wars now. Even though I didn't like the story, I like the open-worldness. It's probably the best Star Wars game I've ever played. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of sad, though, that, in my opinion, the best Star Wars game ever is Legos. Yeah. But, it, I mean, what I'm doing doesn't involve Legos. It's just doing fun stuff. Yeah. It'd be really nice if they made an open-world like Star Wars game and I, I don't know They're, that it needs to be open world but like just I mean more like this where like it's getting away from the main series yeah there was the bounty hunter game that was coming out oh. that EA or Activate EA cancelled oh. it was in development but hmm. they shit canned it it was Young Boba Fett Mm. It was like Young Boba Fett. His armor looked very new. Not newish, but worn out and stuff. It was mishmashed armor and stuff. Yeah. And it was open world, and you did bounties and things like that, and there was a story, but they shit-canned it. That would be a good game. They shit-canned it. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, just be like being a bounty hunter Yeah, in Star Wars would be really great. Yeah, it was like a teenage Boba Fett. It was like post-episode 3. Yeah. I mean, I would almost even be okay with a Star Trek game like that instead of all these, like... Dumb oh, Star shit Trek games they make. Star Trek has never had a good game. Except for the RTSs that Travis played, like Armada. Remember Armada? Star Trek Armada, where uh, uh, it was uh, like Command and Conquer and shit like that. Oh, it was yeah. about the Borg invading, and you could build your fleets, and then you could you you did RTS battles. Yeah, it's always like fleets and stuff. It it's is just like I, like I want a first person shoot or like, but the, the problem is is like they would make you in the Federation or something. It's just like uh-huh. I I. I wish I always say this like I just I wish Star Trek would get away from the Federation and yeah. do other stories. Yeah, they're never going to. No, I'm, they arguably are. I guess with that cartoon, I kind of forgot about that one. Or I like, still haven't watched it. Like yeah, a bunch of like Pathfinder alien kids. or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, they have a they're on a Federation ship in the Delta Quadrant's cartoon. I guess it's the first Star Trek title or show that doesn't have a human as a main character, which it's a cartoon, so they can. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyway. Oh, except for Picard, where he's an undead zombie android. <laughs> well, there's humans as character as main character. Mm, they look human; they don't act like it. There. Anyway, <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, uh, okay, so I have a couple stories. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I haven't been doing too much. Holiday came. Work sucks for holidays and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, fourth, yeah. But, uh, so, in December, because people know I collect Star Wars figures, uh, in December, I ordered the Book of Boba Fett figure. Mm-hmm. I ordered two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one to have on my display and one to have out. Mm-hmm. And last Thursday, yeah, uh, it said it was coming out uh, July 1st, June 31st. Mm-hmm. I got billed for it. took a week to ship, yeah. which kind of sucked. And so it shipped. said it would be coming Saturday. Didn't come Saturday. Didn't come Monday. T- uh, didn't come Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, got a message. Your package has been lost ah. in Mason City. No, in Davenport, Iowa. Oh, wow. And uh, it got lost. And so I'm like, son of a bitch. I've been waiting seven months. And I got, it's lost. So, uh, I went on another site that I frequent for my figures and stuff, BigBadToyStar.com. Still on pre-order for September. And I said, okay, hmm. well, just as a contingency, doesn't come out for two months, I'll order another two. And then uh, if my package shows up, I will, uh, I'll cancel that order because I don't get charged okay. until it ships. Yeah. And so I was like, great. So I ordered it. And then 30 minutes later, I got an email. Found your package in Mason City. We're sending it to you. It's like, great, awesome. Ten minutes later, became in stock at Big Bad Toy Store. Was charged for two more. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up with four. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, that sucked. So my first two showed up, and then my second two showed up today. Mm -hmm. And so I have a gift for you. Oh, Hold on one second. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I have Boba Fett from Book of Boba Fett for you as a gift. Well, thanks. <laughs> I did have to open it to check because the QC is pretty bad. Um, getting reported. The quality oh. of the figures, quality control. Interesting. Um, yes, yeah, so I had to check to make sure that the figures weren't broken or they weren't in bad condition. And uh, so I looked first. Oh, cool. And because, here's the thing, uh, this one on my wall, yeah, face is completely mangled. Well, why, can you return it? That's what's the point. I got four of them. Well, <laughs> sure. Well, that's very nice of you, man. Yeah. That's, uh, this is funny packaging. Like, it's just like they just don't even care now. <laughs> they're going pay, They're going plastic-less. Y- they yeah. want to reduce plastic waste, but they could do better. Well, but then, like, yeah, and I get that, but, like, it's just, like, at least get it, dis- like, so that when you open it, it's displayed nicely. But it's, like, they're just, like, in these, like, I guess the biggest thing is paper. if you're opening it, you're not really willing to preserve it, so. Sure. The fans are mad they're going with plasticless. I don't care. I play no, with my toys. Right, right. But, like, there's still, like, something to be had for, like, an unboxing experience. Yeah. Boy, yeah, the interior is sure, not great. Sure, they're Whatever. putting everything in tissue paper, which I'm fine yeah, with. Wax tissue paper. Ultimately, it's fine. It's yes. just, it's just like you're missing out on like the unboxing experience, which is fine. Yes. Whatever. I mean, I granted, I have some that are in package on my wall and stuff like that. Yeah. Most of my collections open because I like playing with my toys. Right. People are furious by this because these. But the thing is. According to Hasbro, this will still... I'm pointing at my packaging with the bubble. <laughs> yeah. That will still be around. They understand that it is a thing. So like they're, for collectors. Yes. Because you want to be able to see fan, it. Yeah. But until 
that happens where it's completely non-plastic. And people are saying, well, I guess I won't collect anymore. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry that ha that being environmental friendly is imputing your uh, hoarding collection. And in all honesty, if collectors stop collecting, then little kids can get toys again. Yeah, isn't that the thing? <laughs> and maybe companies will actually focus on kids because my wall, this is all 40 years of characters. Yeah. Like... Granted, kids can like this, but they're not making stuff like this that turns into a microscope for a kid's your son's age. Yeah. They can still enjoy it, but come on. Yeah. Come on. It's like, it's just dumb, but yeah, fans are all like, well, I'll stop collecting that. And I'm like, good. Sweet. So, <laughs> what's it matter? You're just burning your money anyway because you don't play with what you buy. Yeah. You buy it and throw it on a wall, you throw it in a stack, you're, you're wasting your money. Well, you can resell it someday. You're not parting with your hoarder, Ness. You're just not. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and then even the people who are reselling it, they're doing it for a profit, which is just like, so it's just going Scalpers. to others. Right. And yeah. so it's just going to other people who are just, it's going to yeah. on a pile. But yeah. Definitely not to kids who need, who should be playing with these toys. I know. Um, but yeah, so that happened to me. I was so pissed. Yeah. Like, right, and it was just immediately one after, one email after another. We found it. Oh, hey, this is in stock we're charging. So that uh, sucked. Yeah. Whatever, though. It wasn't that big of a deal. Sure. Um, I was glad. Because my first thing was is I still have one. I sent one text to um, a friend of ours. Well, more a friend of mine, but you know him, Tanner. Yeah. Um, I've never met him. Yeah, you did. My birthday party. Tanner came. Oh, okay. Year, I mean, granted, I it was years ago. I totally remember this Tanner. Yeah. Oh, well, he does my <laughs> tattoos and everything. But yeah. I texted him and said, hey, man, uh, do you want to buy one of these off of me? I'm not I'm not increasing the price or anything. In fact, I'm not even charging for what I got for shipping. I'm actually mm. losing money. But And that's how I am with some of my stuff. Sure. I'm, I don't... I don't care about making profit off stuff if I resell something. I'm yeah. glad that someone can have one. Right. He said no. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have another pack up then, or I'll, I'll, I'll give one to another friend sure. for Christmas or something. But then I, my response was, well, Dexter's getting one. He'd like it. So yeah. it's a Boba Fett. How much are they? Uh, 27. Really? Shouldn't be, because oh look God. what he comes with. He comes with, his, look what he comes with. That's not $27 worth of stuff. The only thing I can say is it's because of the paint job, because the face is amazing. It is. Uh, it, it's Tim Morrison. It, yeah, it looks just like him. I think that's why the charge was higher, because of how great quality yeah, the one you get is. That is a good point. But this is the, whatever, the smaller scale, so it's not like um, like Marvel Legends size. Yeah, it's the three three quarters. Yeah. Um, Kind of what you... I mean, the, the toys that I grew up buying. That's Yes. Yeah. And while I can't show this uh, on the podcast, I can show Dexter this because this was... Um, this is what was going on. Uh, like, that's the reason why I had to open it because... Oh, the mangled face? Oh, boy. Yeah, look at this. Oh, like the mask is kind of... That's the side. Yeah. That's his ear side. That. And the red piece, that's part of his helmet. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> they didn't, like, attach him in there very well. They're ball joints. They can push by it in. I have a couple that fall off, which oh, is not okay. that big of a deal. But, yeah. Um, huh. And that's why I had to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like I said, one of mine, his, he's missing an eyebrow. His mouth is, like, floaty down. So weird. So I wanted to make sure to check them first. I wonder if that's a heat issue, like in trans... I think like it's probably just kids with 10-year-olds uh, who are assembling these and painting them or just, you know, working for mm. five cents an hour. 
Well, that makes me feel good about this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, it's forty-year-old Asian moms who are working in assembly lines. I've seen well. the photos of them. I've seen the. I've seen. The, oh, yeah. like they put them on the website? Or uh, Hasbro did for one of their their crowd funds. They showed it. It was assembly line of of hmm. middle-aged Asian women assembling these one after another, like painting, oh, wow. like airbrush kits, painting them one after another. And a lot of people are like, maybe don't show that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even me going, I don't need to know how the sausages are made. I already know, but I, I mean, yeah. at least it's not five-year-old kids. Right. I guess that's <laughs> the thing is you don't want kids. But... Yeah. Mm. So there's that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, so I got a free subscription to Audible. Oh, yeah. You were asking me about that. I asked you about it because you said you guys do audiobooks off Audible. Yeah, we uh, we don't currently, but we used to, yeah. I have a free trial. I'm not going to renew it because I personally think Audible is kind of a scam. Why? Okay. Audible a month is like $15. Yeah. It's 15 bucks, and you get one book. You get a credit here. Yeah, yeah, you get a credit. Well, I finished mine, and I wanted to get the next one. I have to wait until the 25th. You can't just buy another one? Okay, so the book I read mm-hmm. was Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. read by Andy Serkis, which mm-hmm. was great. Uh, I finished it, and I'm like, okay, let me, uh, you know what, maybe I'll wait on my credit, but I want to listen to something else. Maybe I'll listen to The Hobbit, mm-hmm. because Andy Serkis did that, too, and that's a story. Um, to get it off Audible, well, for one, it's just not ability to on the app that I can find out. Hmm. But I can go to audible.com, and I'm like, how do I get credits? We can just buy the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, $20 for the book. Yeah, but if you wait till next month, it's fifteen. It's twelve dollars on iBooks. Oh, about yep. Well, that's interesting. It's twelve dollars <laughs> on Apple's iBooks on huh. iBooks webs on iBook app. Interesting. Yeah. I went to the others for the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a little cheaper on the iBooks. Hmm. And that's why I'm like, so. They jack it up to $20 plus, and that's not everything on iBooks. Like, Stephen King's It, which I've looked at, is like $24 or something like that. On Amazon or on iBook? On Apple. Okay. Uh, but The Hobbit was $20. And if I waited, to, I'd pay 15 Yeah. Or I can just get it on Apple for $12. Huh. So I did that. Yeah. Um, but that kind of ticks me off where it's like, okay. But if I want to buy the book outright, yeah, it's 20 over 20 bucks. So it's kind of pissing me off. So I'm kind of one sure. of those things where, like, you know what? If I'm going to spend the money, I think I'll probably just want to put it in my Apple library. Yeah, and well, and then just buy books. That so the yeah, and the thing though, like with with when we had Audible, like we would go months without getting like using the credit. So they they just pile. They up. pile up. Yeah, which uh, is understandable. But I think when you cancel it, they take your credits. Yeah, you ba- yeah you have to use them up before. Yeah, you can because mem- you can keep your books, but if you don't use them, I think they just remove your credits from you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we had, I think we canceled it, but we sold like five credits. Yeah, and so it's just like well, we, we just got to get some books now. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I think we got books that we wanted. We just we just didn't have time to listen to them yeah. yet. But and like it was just kind of funny. It just kind of frustrates me. Granted, there's probably more pay perks. Like if you spend like twenty five dollars, you might be able to get like three books or something like that, um, or something like that. A yeah, month. I'm not sure. Which would probably make more sense for someone like me because I have the ability to listen to more. It might it would yeah. work. And not everyone else does. So, I mean, yeah, it took me... Uh, Fellowship of the Ring was 22 hours long. It took me about two weeks. Yeah. Because I wasn't listening to it all the time. I was on the phone a lot talking or something like that. Sure. I was listening to music, too. Yeah. Uh, but I got through that great, wonderful audiobook. Andy Circus was great. 
Yeah, I thought you were complaining about it. No, know. no, people complained. He was getting oh. negative reviewed because here's the thing: Andy Serkis is not impersonating everyone from the movies. Well, yeah, he shouldn't be. No, he shouldn't be. His Billy Boyd's pretty good though. He does a pretty good Scottish accent for Pippin. Oh, okay. Like that's the one I could tell that sounded like Pip. That's Everyone right. else, no, he was doing his own thing. He does like a raspy voice for Aragorn and Boromir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a burly voice. He mm-hmm. has a very feminine voice for like Legolas or women, <laughs> um, which isn't a, yeah. super great. But it's one guy doing it. Yeah. However, uh, but I wanted to listen to The Hobbit. Yeah. Because I may get, I may save up for Audible and get Two Towers. Because I do want to finish Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I never got a chance to really read it as a kid, and I don't remember a lot of it. So yeah. it was, it's really good to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I think Andy does a good job. Uh, the whole reason he did this, these are new audiobooks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was somebody else who did them before. I, There's I, multiple listings yeah. for people who have done it. I have an older one, yeah. Yeah, Andy Circus. the reason he did this is because a uh, year or two years ago during COVID, mm-hmm. he read The Hobbit straight through beginning to end on his YouTube channel for charity. Oh, yeah. And it was like a ten and a half hour read. He sat down and did it all. He just sat down and did Did the whole thing. That's funny. And it went over well. Yeah. So publishing company hired him to do The Hobbit, Hmm. and he did it. And then they hired him on to do The Lord of the Rings. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, people, it's kind of amazing. The Hobbit reviews are all wonderful. Mm -hmm. The Lord of the Rings, it's just people bitching. It's people yeah. saying he does a terrible job, and I think it's because people were expecting him to imitate everyone from the movies. Yeah, because they're uneducated degens. Well, yeah, that's just unnecessary. However, I did read. I am reading The Hobbit. I'm probably about halfway through. It's only a ten-hour one, eleven hours or so. Mm-hmm. I did get Riddles in the Dark. Nothing made me smile more. He's doing his Gollum from the movies. Oh, that's good. Yes, <laughs> it's wonderful, and he's in it too. Like Andy Circus is not just reading. He's putting not exactly sound effects in, yeah. but if a character is exhausted, oh, he's yeah. giving the exhaustion in. Yeah, yeah. If a character is uh, angry, he's screaming. Yeah. Um, if Gollum is hissing and stuff, he's really into Gollum, which makes sense. Well, he was Gollum. Uh, but he's doing a wonderful job. Uh, That's good. The only thing I don't really like, and it's it's not Andy Serkis, it's Tolkien. Yeah. It's all the singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the singing's rough. It's so rough. But the thing is, Andy Serkis is doing a very good job where he's actually putting melodies and tones and rhythms in the songs. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I don't like it still as all the goddamn songs. And The Hobbit was notorious for it. Yeah. There's songs throughout it, and they even put them in the movies. A lot of them in the movies, I should say. Yeah, they did. And they didn't do them for the... uh, They only put two, I think, in Lord of the Rings, but they were part of scenes. Yeah, and they did a good job, and like it kind of made sense, yeah. And, yeah, so <laughs> it's a lot of singing. and But Andy Serkis is doing a good job. Like I said, he's got rhythms. He's doing rhythms in it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of nice to hear some of the songs in The Hobbit from the movies The Hobbit. Yeah. And but the funny thing is, is I think the extended editions altogether of The Hobbit are actually longer than Andy Serkis's audiobook. But it's fairly close. Interesting. Where you're hitting, like, okay, three hours in the audiobook. That's the first movie. Mm. And so, but then again, I know when it hits Battle of the Five Armies, it's going to be completely different because Battle of the Five Armies is technically not in the Hobbit. It's uh, yeah. Bilbo's knocked unconscious, and then he wakes up. At the and end. he wakes up, and people are recounting what happened. Yeah, yeah. 
And they did a pretty good job of that in the movie where Bilbo gets knocked out in the movie. But then mm-hmm. it shows everything else. He's just not in it. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned it, it is kind of weird because I've only known... I've, I mean, I've read The Hobbit as a kid and stuff. I don't remember a lot of it. And I have a physical copy of it. And I also have a book of it, an, a digital book of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's due to me having dyslexia and stuff, it's, it's really great to listen to audiobooks. Yeah. And the thing is, is... There's a lot of times that I forget it's Andy Circus. Oh, that's who's, nice. Who's voice. His yeah. voice gets indistinguishable. It doesn't just sound like a an English guy who I've heard a million things all over. He actually gets very into it, and it's really good. And yeah. I did like I did like uh, Lord of the Ring Fellowship a lot, and I look mm-hmm. forward to Two Towers and Return of the King when I get to them. That said, audiobooks are great. But they do only do probably even unabridged. It's still like ninety percent. They do they do take little bits out here and there. Yeah, well, depending on the book, they kind of have to because like I, you can't see the words written in a certain way or something. Yeah, and I know my favorite audiobook is World War Z, mm-hmm. and I recommend oh. it up and down. But I even then, that is an audiobook I've probably I've had for eight years, and I probably listened to it over thirty times. Mm. Let's do it all the time. I love it. I could probably I honestly can get to a point where I've memorized it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll even play it and I'll be have the book with me and I'll go through it. Yeah. I, I see paragraphs missing and oh, it drives me nuts. Stories, weird. little minor stories in there. Huh. Yeah, like one guy, like in one of them, Todd Wainio, he's got scars across his face and they talk about, they sh- they when they describe him, he's got the scars across his face. Yeah. The backstory toward his scars is not in the audiobook. Huh. Yes, but it's in the regular book because he gets, he gets attacked by rabid dogs. Yeah. When they're clearing out Chicago and he gets attacked. Yeah, he gets attacked by wild animals huh. while they're cleaning out zombies and stuff. And that is not in the audiobook. Great section, though, read by Mark Hamill. Oh, interesting. Yes, I mean, World War Z is a wonderful audiobook because it's it's all interviews. And yeah. it's all done by multiple actors. And I brought That's it up nice. before on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mark Hamill is the kind of the main one. Uh-huh. He's, I think he's in it four times. Yeah. It's different stages of the zombie apocalypse. And so... It was really great because I didn't know anyone behind that book. And as I'm listening, mm. I'm going, that's Jerry Ryan from Star Trek. That's Bruce Boxleitner. Hmm. That's Mark Hamill. That's um, so many people. Even Martin Scorsese does a voice in it. Huh. Yes. That's interesting. So many people are like huge actors all did this. It's a wonderful. I can't. I think it's only a 12-hour audiobook too. Huh. Which is kind of a big feat for me to jump into a twenty-two hour one. Yeah. Granted, I wanted to do. I almost. I almost jumped the gun and went for. Uh, I guess for Audible, if it's a super expensive one, mm-hmm. like Stephen King ones, mm-hmm. like it or That's a, um, two credits usually sometimes, isn't it? I don't know about that, but uh, it is like a twenty-five dollar audiobook. Oh, yeah. It or um, what's the other one I wanted to do? Oh, The Shining. Hmm. Uh, some like that. I, I couldn't. I, I can't get into Stephen King. But if I wanted to do a Stephen King, I might use Audible if it's only one credit. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I, I've also heard there's audiobooks read by Stephen, uh, read by Stephen Weber, who's an actor who also portrayed Jack in the TV version of The Shining. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like was it two years ago, I listened to Jaws. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to that again since because I will re-listen to my audiobooks because mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But that's what I did. And unfortunately, even though I talked on the podcast a couple months ago that I rewatched all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, 
I'm diving back in and rewatching them again. Oh, that's fine. They're well, yeah. kind of my go-tos. Well, they really are. They're great movies. Even The Hobbit has warmed up to me. But Lord of the Rings is goddamn perfect. Although yep. they're 20 years old now. And we talked about maybe doing a retrospective on them on the podcast, watching them. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird, though, going back and watching them recently. Because I'm seeing all the little errors yeah. that, are th- that are scattered in the movie. Mm. Little, little discrepancies. Like the Urukai taking over Helm's Deep. They're waving, like they're all taking over Helm's Deep after everyone's locked in. It shows them all putting up flags and stuff like that of the hands of Saruman. Yeah. And they're waving these flags. There's one Urukai to the side. He's just waving a stick. They didn't put the flag in. Yeah. Or I see digital horses that kind of just are not part of the big battle. They're kind of just walking wobbly and stuff uh, like that. I yeah. see little things. Or um, when they're fighting the wargs in the two towers, it shows Legolas firing arrows. And then all the other Rohan's horses are going by him. And then that right right then, Legolas jumps on the horse with Gimli. Mm-hmm. Previous shot, Gimli flies right by him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm starting to see all these little these little snippets. And then I'm like, I saw that one, I think, last night when I was watching Two Towers. Is I see Legolas firing and the Rohan horsemen are going by. But then I see, I see Gimli go by. Yeah. And then it cuts a close-up to Legolas. And then Gimli comes up and he grabs him and hops. <laughs> I see little things Maybe like that. Maybe he circled back. Oh man! But yeah, I've getting to that. Andy, I, I do recommend it. It was really cool that Andy Circus did that. Yeah, that it's is... not on his YouTube channel anymore uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I'm surprised he even got away with it. But they were probably like, he's doing it for a proper cause. Yeah, that probably would have gotten shut down pretty quickly. I'm wondering if that book is um, public domain. Probably no, it wouldn't be old enough. It wouldn't be old enough, and I think his kid, his uh, his family's managed to lock that shit in pretty good. Well, yeah, but like um, Winnie the Pooh just went um, public domain, not the well, Disney Winnie version. Winnie the Pooh's over a hundred years old now, isn't, isn't it? it? I, I don't think know. so. I think Winnie uh, the Pooh's like a century old, and plus there ha- there sure. can't be any remaining family members. No, well, it's like he has. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might um, be something like that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he has a... There's the... Is it H.H. Milne? Like, he has a... There's, like, a entity for that. But, um... But, it, it, yeah, it is pretty old. But it's just it's just the Winnie the Pooh without, without the shirt. That's how you know. I know... With the shirt, it's Disney. I know... Yeah, with Disney, that's a whole thing because I know they're, they've done everything they can to lock in Steamboat Willie. And, yeah. Uh, well, and if they... Yeah, man, the like the second Mickey Mouse goes out public domain, and I think they pretty much managed to secure it. it I know. Uh, I think this is the year that Disney might have. It's this year or next year that Disney will have full ownership of Star Wars. Oh, really? I didn't know they didn't. Uh, George Luke uh, first movie. Hmm. George Lucas's wife acquired some of the rights through the divorce. Right. The rest were independently made, but Fox paid for the first one. Now Disney owns Fox. However, when George Lucas got divorced, his wife acquired some of it. That's yeah. why he made those special editions, so she wouldn't get any money when he was re-releasing on VHS and shit. <laughs> and that's why they haven't released the uh, remastered original cuts of them. Yeah. Because, because she's got something. She but I think that only lasts till this year or next year. Okay. And then it's over. So that is one thing that we may end up actually getting OG Star Wars in the next five years. Another round of Star Wars. Which I don't give a shit about. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just a fun thing. But yeah, with copyrights, because I know it's supposed to be like, for something to hit public domain, true public domain, it's got to be there's like no surviving family members, and it's like seventy some years after 
yeah. the last family member's past or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was 70. That's why all those books are now, like so many books are now in public domain because there's not really family left or yeah. they've just gone on so long. Well, probably the way to know if it's public domain or not is if uh, Barnes & Noble has a Barnes & Noble edition. Mm. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Like whenever, yeah, like the last time I was in Barnes and Noble, like they have all the classics that are in the Barnes and Noble edition. <laughs> They're they, all public domains, and and it's it's just all classics, yeah. And it's just like, uh, and I was just looking at them the other day. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't, I couldn't even list them all, but yeah, basically all those. And the, and they all have like the same style of cover, like the, oh, that's the, what that shit the is. Current, okay, the current run right now too. Like I think the covers aren't. They're kind of like it's like a rubbery texture. Like it's thicker than a paperback, but it's okay. still kind of flexible. Yep. I have a couple of those. Yeah, and and like it's a weird and it's like thing. it's like embossed, yep. like yellow or gold maybe, yep. and like they're just kind of different colors. Um, and they're nice actually. Like I. I I think I bought a couple just I, to have them. But. I still like going to Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah. Even though I I prefer digital books anymore, um, or audio books, I still like going. I get mm-hmm. some anime books and shit like that, or I get I get like my Dragon Ball Z books. Or once in a while, I do like having a book. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Even um, though I may never read it, I still have it. Yeah, that's for sure. And we're getting uh, to fifty minutes. So. That's okay. Uh, we're doing okay in here. Like my apartment gets kind of warm. Yeah. So, but yeah. we're just, it's it's being pretty okay right now. It's not unbearable. This we have an overcast and the temperature wasn't a hundred degrees today in oh, Iowa. Yeah. So yeah. otherwise it would be pretty bad in here. Yeah. Well, yesterday. So yeah, we were in Boston. We left at th- uh, three. Or no, our, our flight was at six here. So seven o'clock there, and we woke up at like three thirty. Here, so four thirty there. Oh yeah, uh, and to get to the airport on time and everything. Man, I was just exhausted, but like it was gorgeous in mm-hmm. Boston. Um, and then we get here the second we got us, I was like, oh yeah, I live in Iowa. Yeah, this which feels like Arizona like, anymore. Well, Arizona at least is a dry heat. Yeah, like it's just humid as heck here. It's pretty bad. Like this whole week was pretty humid. I remember. Yeah. I think it was last week. I mean, you would have still been around, but since I get up before you for work and things like that, um, leaving the house at five. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like shit. And I look at my watch and it says it's 80. Yeah. The temperature did drop within the, like two hours. But the fact that it was oh, 5 a.m. and it wasn't the sun wasn't up and it was 80 degrees was unbearable. Yeah. But uh, no. So uh, we went and saw Thor. Yeah. Let's talk about Thor. Thor Love and Thunder. We finally saw it. The 29th Marvel movie. 29. Wow. Fuck. Wow. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of Thor? I liked it. Okay. Um. It, it was... A- the only thing I knew about this is that people are complaining about it just being a little too... The humor? Like, too much humor. Yep. Like, they're just trying too hard. Yep. And I would agree, like, this is, like, the first time I've been a little disappointed with Taika Waititi. Uh, and yes. His, and his choices of, like, just kind of, like, pushing the jokes a little too much. A little too much. Not, um, this movie, at least, not too much of humor breaking dramatic scenes thankfully yeah and yes because I noticed like basically whenever they do that a lot whenever the villain is there there's not a lot of humor yeah which is thankfully no one's making one liners at him yes and so that was nice um but yeah like I kind of got tired of just like like just the Korg. Gag, gags Korg talking Korg's ever. great but he they he's in it too much 
he's like the one he narrates here and there to kind he of narrates, to yeah. catch you up, which is, in my opinion, unnecessary. But I guess yes. it's, it's nice for people who maybe haven't seen the other movies. Yeah, this had a whole. It wasn't the opening, but this had an entire flashback montage of the other Thor movies as well as Marvel movies that Thor's been in, and it it seen, it felt out of place. Although it was nice to have the montage to explain them breaking up. Uh, Jane Foster. Yeah, that was all new, which that was, was new. interesting because Thor 3 just had a pretty much, hey, sorry, Jane broke up with you. Yeah. Which and I, and I was kind of like, when they showed, start showing the flashback, I'm like, oh, okay, because Thor left after Avengers 2 and he was off to go find the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. and put, like, shit back in the realm because Loki impersonating Odin was messing everything up. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting that, oh, no, Thor came back to Earth and... He was just constantly going back and forth all the time. Yeah. So that was interesting because they very much... I mean, it's a retcon because Thor did just fuck off in, in Avengers 2 and then it was just like yeah. he just went on his own thing uh, for like two years. But it showed... Oh, no, he did come back. He just wasn't involved, apparently, with Civil War or any of the other stuff going on during that period, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't really give timestamps to any of that stuff, too. Well, so it's he, hard to... It's hard to figure out, I guess, what exactly like he was yeah. doing, but yeah, and but it was nice to kind of at least like see what happened between them. Like they basically like they they both became workaholics and they just drifted apart. Well, and like they were afraid of losing each other, so they kind of like lost. They each pushed other. each other away. Yeah, um, it, but it was a. I was a little worried that I guess it was going to feel forced, or, like them getting back together, or yeah, and it wasn't because no. they both did mutually love each other. And they kind of, like, they basically eventually just t- talked to each other about it and yeah. got past it, which was which was nice. And, yeah, it was nice. It was good. Um, and I, I appreciated that. And I like, I, I don't know. Like, I liked the villain. I liked the, like, oh, everything. Oh, yeah, Gore I, was great. I liked seeing Zeus. Uh, I didn't. He did, I liked, he did a good job with Zeus. Uh, who was that guy? Uh, it was Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, Zeus. Which is also funny to me that his uh, guards that he had had those masks. Because that's basically the mask that the that the last fight in uh, Gladiator yes, that that and, guy had. Well, they were also busting them up and they were turned to gold. I was like... I think this... their blood was gold. Yeah, well, they would just turn into gold dust. Yeah. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, I was watching it and going, is this a reference to King Midas? Did Zeus make King Midas, give King Midas the power to turn things into gold? Well, but like the god, so at the beginning of the movie, when uh, you're first, like it opened, the movie opened up with, um. It opened up with Gore and his daughter dying. And his daughter dying. And then he goes and he meets the god that he was worshiping. Yeah. And he bled gold as well. I noticed. Yeah. Well, we didn't really. See. Yeah, he he bled some gold shit out. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like they turned into gold dust. Essentially, the guards did because they just turned in. Yeah. First, I thought it was sand. Something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was weird. But well. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Too much humor. Yes. Um, yes. Kind of scatterbrained a lot. Yeah. Well, it, a lot of scenes didn't breathe. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pulled out immediately with Thor just to... Like, it was a weird scene where they're looking... Like, it's hard to describe. There's a scene where they're going through all the distress calls the Guardians are. Yeah. And they see Sif, and Thor's like, we're going there, we're going there. Instant cut, Thor's outside going, I gotta go do my own thing. Well... That was a weird sequence where Thor is just like going, we're going there, we're going there. And then they cut to Thor just standing outside going... 
I, I need to go on my own thing. It was just so odd that it just instantly jumped cut well, to a scene of them uh, disbanding. Well, because he was with the Guardians, right? <laughs> yeah. And, well, what happened, I think, was um, uh, Star-Lord said, we should split up. Well, And then that's when he walked outside. Do they? Yeah. Because he doesn't walk outside. He's just gone. Well, like, he's just outside immediately. He said, like, uh, Star-Lord said we should split up, and then Thor just kind of, like, walks away. And then it cuts to the him outside. Yeah, it's weird. But it felt to me like he was, like, when, like, Star-Lord was just like, we should split up to do more good. Yeah. But that, like, Thor interpreted it as, like, oh, you want to get rid of me. And so then he was overreacting and being weird about it. It's, it's a weird edited scene. It like it's just that sequence that like 10 seconds right there 10 to 20 seconds yeah. of it just it's weirdly edited sure sure and that's what threw me off so bad and then yeah everyone just being like see ya we're yeah, done with your like, piece of shit I almost wish that the Guardians weren't even in it same and that like they're just like yeah he's not with them anymore okay I can accept that same or the but, fact that Korg went with him yeah the fact that Korg is with him but the Meek the, wasn't Meek wasn't yeah Meek was way cooler than Korg but um but yeah that and then whole, Meek was just like wearing a suit and tie a female suit because Korg apparently uh, Korg Meek is, is yeah, apparently Meek, Meek is yeah. female uh, wearing like a straight up which is just kind of female uh, business suit which was hilarious Meek was barely in it yeah um more uh well, I the thought, screaming goats were funny I like the screaming goats were funny but they kept coming back and ruining scenes in my I well just this constant scream it was funny until I didn't think it was anymore yeah but yeah. It, it, it like I think it was too consistently happening yeah they were like yeah. but but it was like I just love that they gave it to him as a gift and they're like you're taking them with you <laughs> you accepted it um take them with you um I wish there was more of my favorite Guardian, um, who's in my, like one of my top five Marvel characters, though. I'm trying to figure out who it is. Who? Nebula. Yeah. I always wondered if that wasn't even... Um, oh, that was Karen Gilliam. It was? Yes. She, it was, like, it was they Karen just, Gilliam. They just they never really like, she had, showed like, a straight shot. She had three lines and she screams. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I was just like, is that even her? Yeah, it was, it was Karen. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I'm so glad that she's still with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that said... Well, but then Gamora is just still gone. Like, She's still gone. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know what it was, and I think I do, probably because of, of, of shit. It felt like everyone who was in Guardians was just phoning it in. Oh, yeah. 100%. Chris Pratt looked like he just didn't give a shit. Dave Bautista had, like, two lines. Uh, but yeah. Mantis had one. Bradley Cooper had, like, two lines. Granted, it's not their movie, Yeah. but it legit felt like... Like especially Chris, uh, um, Chris Pratt was just phoning it in completely. Yeah, like, like it, it, it just felt like they did not care. They got a nice paycheck. Everyone got a nicely done paycheck for this. Yeah, and it was to get Thor away from them for his own movie instead of being in Guardians three. Yeah, or the Christmas special coming out this year. Oh yeah. Um, but it just felt like they did not give a shit. Well, and like. And and part of why I wish like they just weren't in it at all Same. is like it didn't make sense that like they're splitting up to go find the the guy what's his name the, uh, Gore Gore when they actually know where he is and then like he finds Gore so it's like so call them have them come help yeah <laughs> like they're on the same mission as you it was great to see Jamie Alexander Sif 
Yes. Because she disappeared and she was in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time and she's had her own success on other TV pop? shows. She was in, oh, she was in Loki. She was in Loki for, like, for as a simulation. A scene, really, yeah. And I have always liked Sif and I'm glad they did not kill her off in Thor 3. For, yes. Especially because she's she had a very prominentness in S.H.I.E.L.D. later seasons. Like, she I, became one of the cast members of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, she was? Yes. I must have stopped watching it before that. Yes, okay. and that's why she wasn't, quote-unquote, in Thor and stuff like that. Okay. But she also had a very successful show on NBC. She, there was her own show? Yes. Oh. Huh. She played, uh, like, an amnesiac covered in tattoos, and they were solving murders. Oh, the actress. Like okay. Yes, her. I think there was a Sif show? No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they brought her back and things, and I was happy to see her again, because I always liked her in yeah. the Thor movies, because she was kind of supposed to be even... this kind of heel of a love interest with Thor. I don't even know what else she's in. Where's my phone? I don't know. Oh, the actress? Yeah. Oh, she's been in things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she they brought her back, even though she was minimally in it. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. Th- there are jokes in there I did not like, and it's the one joke that's kind of people are always talking ab- uh, talking heavily about, and it's a bad, poor taste joke. Which one? Infinity Cones. I missed that one. It's their opening in inf- a crisp- an ice cream store that's called Infinity Cones, and it's the Infinity Gauntlet with a bunch of ice cream in its hand. <laughs> they open it at New Asgard. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like it's like opening it's it's like opening a concentration camp uh, uh, gift yeah, shop outside th- of Auschwitz. Yeah, theme. Yeah, it's using- a bad joke, especially considering it wiped out and killed so many people. And even then, it's like it like yeah. even then they rebuilt. The world's still a shithole. Maybe not in the MCU movies, but we've seen plenty in the in the MCU Disney Plus shows that yeah. things are not Falcon, okay. Falcon Winter Soldier especially, yeah. Like, things are not well, even okay. Spider-Man, like, that kind of highlights. Oh, God, they joke so much. Like, everything's a gag in the Spider-Man movies well, most. No Way Home and uh, Far From Home. They made everything gags. Yeah. And But then you see the Disney Plus shows and it's like, no, nah, things really got screwed up and things even got more screwed up with bringing everyone back where people yeah. were... You know, three billion people became homeless. Well, and then like you know, uh, or coming back and finding out your family died. What was it at the end of one of the event? Event? I don't. Know, I don't remember which movie it was, but like when um, uh, uh, Ant Man goes home and sees his daughter. And she's oh, Endgame. Up. Yeah, she's grown up. He missed Man. her. He missed five years of her life. Or even so Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange has been the only one where it's like they show that other doctor who he died. And he came back, and his brother died during it. Yeah. And he lost his pets. Who was that guy? Because at the beginning of Doctor Strange, he's Doctor a Strange doctor too. in the first Doctor Strange. He is? He's the okay. one. Yeah, he's the neurosurgeon that Doctor Strange ridicules in his first movie. Okay. He's like a, I completely forgot about him. I guess. Which is understandable. Like, he looks different. I mean, it, granted, it's a five-year gap, like yeah. a literal five-year gap. But it just but, felt like a weird scene. Yeah. Like where? Yeah, because he goes. So yeah, Doctor Strange. He goes to his. Uh, he goes to uh, his ex fiance's his ex girlfriend's wedding. Oh, yeah, and yeah, this other doc, the neurosurgeon, sits down next to him. It's like you can tell that they don't like each other. But it's just like I don't even know who this guy is. He was yeah, he was in the first okay. one for a few. Uh, he was the begin. Excuse me, he was the beginning. He's at the end uh, mm-hmm. because Stephen can't do a surgery. Yeah, on the chosen on the the ancient one, he has him do it. But yeah. uh, they were rivals. Yeah, and I mean, I gathered could, that from the conversation. But yeah, but yeah, they that that joke was. I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and there were some other ones that I just kind of rolled my eyes. I thought the movie was okay at best. I can see some criticism. No- yeah. It's certainly not my favorite 
four movie. Oh, definitely not as good as the last. As uh, Ragnarok. I don't think it's better than the first or Ragnarok. I'd put it on par with not on par, but above the second one. But it's it had too much humor, and it's the problem I had with Thor, where I've talked on the podcast before, and I've told people he's a meme. Yeah, they they, they they've made him into too much of a joke. For sure. Yeah. But I, I did like that they at least made some of the other Asgardians like as obnoxious as him. Kind of, and they're all pretty much down to earth now, and apparently Heimdall had a kid. Yeah, um, I was just like, when did that happen? Yeah, but I mean, the thing <laughs> is, is, and I said this to you at the theater, when the movie was over, it's like, Christian Bale is amazing in everything, and he carries the movie. He is yeah. such a wonderful, tragic Villain, and it was a great they made him. They actually made him fairly decently accurate to an extent from the comics, yeah. where he just looks like like in the trailers and stuff. He just looks like a pale Christian Bale or a white Christian Bale. Yeah. But in this, it shows him. He's got sharp monster teeth, and whenever they have him in shadows, he almost looks like a ghoul. Yeah, well, and especially I think with his out with the with his hood on and stuff, where it looks like he doesn't have a nose, or he looks like Skeletor or some shit like that. Yeah, they made him look terrifying. They did a great job. Well, and the interesting thing too is like he has uh, tattoos all over his body at the, in the opening scene, which I'm assuming is religious. Because yes. then I noticed at the very end they, when, they start the, disappearing. Well, no, well, they had the they had the flashback, and so then you saw him with the tattoos, then immediately without. And I noticed all of his scars are on along the tattoo yep. lines, and like, especially on his arm. Yep. Like he, so he carved them out of his body. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, which is just, I mean, which makes sense given what happened to him. But like, that was just crazy. And I, I have to say too, like, or I'm getting really tired of Marvel movies setting up these characters that are completely built on having uh, dead children around them. Yeah. They like, did it with Moon Knight. They did it with Doctor in Doctor Strange too. Like it turned out that he had like a twin brother that died when they were kids. Right. And then now, and then this uh, they did Hawkeye. it with Hawkeye. They did it with Hawkeye and, for Endgame. His family was killed. Um. And so, and then this one, like, I was just like, you got even to accept Tony Stark. Tony won't do the time travel because he doesn't wipe his do- he doesn't want his daughter to cease to exist. Right. And so then, um, and so then this movie opening up with a character and then it's faithful. I know where you're going with where yeah, it, right. the entire thing is his daughter dies it's just and like he does all avenge. these characters have and just having kids and it's watching too, these movies like it's getting hard. Two backstories, two backstories for Marvel characters: dead yeah. kids or dead parents. Yeah, and I, I I get it. And but the thing is, is what I liked. Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> what I liked about this is that at the end they bring the girl back. They bring yeah. Her, they don't say her name is Love. Well, they 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 do say it, but they say it as the title. Yes, like everyone knows them as. But you Love don't know. And, and I, I I knew her name was Love, but they they never. Well, and he well, he always calls her Love, but it's just but it's it's her dad. Yeah, and he, or he says my love. Yes, but like in all honesty, like at the very end though, even when it's just with Thor instead of with her dad. And like, and he's like, "I love you, and I love you too, Uncle Thor." Uncle and then, Thor. And then they run out to I battle were, with I each was, other. I was getting teary. Yeah, and I liked. I'm, I was kind of worried she was going to call him dad. I'm glad he did that. She didn't. I am kind of too. It could go either way, but it's like because he is her father now. Yeah. And uh, is that in the comics? Like, does he have like an adopted daughter? I don't believe so. This, but uh, she is Korg, a character in the she, comics. Korg's backstory is is is, is faithful. Korg's is uh, gore. Gore, okay. Gore's, fa- Gore's backstory is faithful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he had a daughter. She died of starvation. He he renounced the gods. He got the he got the god killer. Okay. Uh, and the then, necro sword, and he went off to go kill, kill. He went to go kill gods. And then she comes back to life. No, I don't believe so. Because oh, Gore is. comes back for he he he's scattered throughout. Right now, he's been killed, and he comes back. Now he is. I looked him up. 
he's still in the comics, but he's amne- he has amnesia, hmm. and he's peaceful. Like, at one point, he did become a hero again, but because he, he's living somewhere now with the remaining time of his years as amnesia, uh, with amnesia, but he's he's good. Interesting. Uh, but, yeah, they, they did a really good job. And Christian Bale just... He's a, just a good actor. He's a wonderful actor in two points where I, I didn't recognize him. And yeah. it also falls to, it's like, man, he lost a lot of weight for this. He's, mm, he's he, he didn't look like that. Like he's always too. that he abuses the shit out of himself. He, well, because uh, right before Batman, he made a movie called The, the Machinist, Machinist, and he lost a ton of weight. He for drank that. coffee and, an, and, an, and ate an apple every day or every uh, other. Well, day. and then he and then like he got it all back for Batman. He, like, too much like, within like a year or something. Well, they had to halt production because he gained too much weight. He looked like Bane. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, when, like when he, he showed up on oh, set, uh, they said they jokingly said that Christopher Nolan saw him and said, "Jesus, Chris, I said Batman, not Fat Man." Because he gained too much weight, and they had to halt production so we could cut down on. Oh weight. my gosh! Yeah, he was too bulk. He was too big. He that looked like crazy. He looked like Tom Hardy from in yeah, pain. That's crazy to be able to do that to yourself. He abuses himself, and he did yeah. it for uh, what's that movie? The boxer movie with Mark Wahlberg, The Warrior. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, um, he did boxers. Yeah, uh, he did that one where he also plays a meth head. And oh. so he lost all his weight too. He got all super skinny and gangly like Gollum for that as I wonder, well. I wonder like what that does like permanently to your or if it doesn't. It damages it. it. It does. So like what extent? I don't know, yeah. but I know it's not good for you, but he, right. he gets into it. And for this movie, he is muscular, but he's also very skinny. Yeah. And he um, um he looked odd. I thought yeah, he did. And well, and he's an alien. Yeah. Like they they did a good job making him just look Creepy and alienish, and well, there's no, one, it's good, it's good, it was good. One person I talked about is the main character of the movie, which Natalie is, Portman. Yeah, yeah, I actually I just wanted to bring that because, like, even her as Thor, like, I mean, because I think she's a pretty fit lady, but like, and she didn't look overly muscular, but like, there were times she in, like, looked very well, she looked very well. Yeah, I didn't like the digital. Cancerness of her though, because oh, I, I could I yeah. could tell it. I thought when she was not even when she was dying, she looked really like rough. But when she just looked like I could tell that they digitally made her skinnier and stuff. Yeah, like that, and made her look Which, sickly. I mean, they kind of had to. They did, and it was like through the movie, I was going, "Oh, they had to do this because she got buff for the movie." Yeah, and uh, I kind of forgot about that. They did. I I thought, man, I I knew her what her backstory was going to be. I thought they were I mean, going to shave her head because it's from it. the comics. Yeah. yeah, and I thought they were going to shave her head. They yeah, didn't. that was interesting that they didn't. Yeah, I thought they were. It's or not I like thought she they were gonna, for I, thought, I was waiting for her to pull her hair off and show she was bald, because Jane in the uh, in the comics when she's going through this, she yeah. literally looks like a skeleton. Yeah, I wonder too. I kind of wonder if they've asked her to, and she just said no. She may have said no. Well, she did it for V for Vendetta. She did, and everyone flipped out about that. And well, nowadays, and every actress will do that, and everyone makes a big deal. But it's like, no, they're actresses; they're professionals. Well, the thing about that too is the scene in V for Vendetta where they're cutting her hair. Like that's them actually cutting. Like that was one yep. take. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't fuck it up. And she was bawling the whole time, and I wonder if she was crying for real. Yeah, but nowadays, <laughs> you know, Karen Gilliam does it for every single time she plays Nebula. Yeah. And uh, uh, but yeah, I was kind of surprised. But she probably said, "I'm not doing it for this." Yeah, because I, I mean, know she didn't want to do any more of these. Yeah, I was uh, well, which was then the the post credit scene was funny with her and Hemdall 
Because he also didn't want to do anymore. <laughs> he regretted it after a while. Like, he bashed Marvel. Yeah. But then he was, uh, after everything, like a year after uh, Endgame, he was saying he would like to come back and things he like was that. A, I liked him a the, lot as Heimdall. I, I was sad to see Jane die, because she dies. Yeah. Um, but then I have to remember, she's just going to Valhalla. They can come back. Yeah. Characters can come back. It's Marvel. That's true. Because it was like, hey, we're finally getting female Thor. And it was really great, was, especially with how I like she didn't talk like an Asgardian. Yeah. In the well, comics, they do that to. shit. <laughs> and I was kind of like, she's inexperienced, but she's pretty great. She's, I, she's a very good, inexperienced, like, invincible character. And the thing is, is it's one of those things where I'm like, well, this is how you write off Chris Hemsworth. You bring in Natalie Portman as Thor, and you just keep throwing millions of dollars at her to play Thor. <laughs> and she dies, and then the movie ends with saying Thor will come back. And it's like, I guess he's not contracted anymore unless they re-signed uh, him. Well, and Tyga said that he wouldn't do it unless Chris comes back, which is like, why would you say that? And Chris Hemsworth flat out says he'll keep doing it as long as they want. Kind of like how Chris Evans has done it too now, where yeah. he said that the only person who won't do it is Robert Downey Jr. Which is fine. It is. It is. And But yeah, Chris Hemsworth, he'll keep doing them. And Chris Hemsworth's a good actor. I wish, and he was a producer on this, which you could tell, because Chris Hemsworth, while I don't know if he's ever done it, he is a comedian. I don't know if he's ever done stand-up. I don't think he's a stand-up he's, comedian. I don't think he's done stand-up, but he is comedian. He is a comedian. He's a very funny person. Yeah. Although well, I think it, it pushes time, too yeah. much. Yeah. He's the whole reason for Fat Thor. He's um, the one that pushed Fat Thor. For, yeah, I uh, thought that was fine. Oh, totally it was. was. I was fine with it, too. I'm glad they got rid of it. I am, too. And I'm still waiting for them to grow Groot up. Because I'm fed up with it. Yeah, yeah. How long does it take? I mean, he's a tree. I guess it takes a while. But like, just do I some, don't know. Yeah. I was hoping it was going to be grown up Groot. I imagine it's got to be grown up Groot for Guardians Three. I feel like we'll get teenage Groot probably for the Christmas special because that'll be funny. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then I hope it's grown up Groot for the next Guardians. I am too. But all in all, middle of the road movie for me. Yeah, not, not a top Marvel I, movie for me I anymore. I don't think it. I mean, Ragnarok is better than the like just in the scope of Thor. I think so. Uh, so in my mind, it goes like Ragnarok, probably this one, then the first one, then the second one. Yeah, I, I actually think I like the first one a little more, even though Chris I, Hemsworth has terrible blonde eyebrows and beard. I probably need to rewatch the first one because it's been. A, I I only watched it when it came out. I don't know that I've watched I, it again. I always have a. I always have a soft spot for those open those introduction movies. Yeah, well, and it's a, it's a Kenneth Branagh movie. Yes, it's. I mean, it feels like a Kenneth Branagh movie if you're familiar with him. And I don't mind I, Thor two. It's just forgettable. Yes, it was a bad plot. I don't know. Well, and the director had a terrible time. Wrong director. And the, he did uh, fine. Uh, he just he wanted to make a movie. Uh, he just he did not like the Marvel stepping in and telling him you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Sure. Wrong director. Good director, though, but wrong director. I don't know why. I didn't like uh, um, Christopher Eccleston or whatever um, as the villain. Oh, he's a difficult person, too. He's very he's very opinionated, and yeah. I know he didn't like being in the movie. Well, he, it, he complained about being Doctor Who as well. He complains uh, about almost all his performances, which but, is weird because he's done such terrible movies, too. He's come around on Doctor Who, too. Like he, oh, I bet he has. Well, uh... 
And he, well, I think he just kind of rationalized like why it was hard. He didn't like it either. He, he's like one of the shortest doctors too, isn't There's he? One, one or, I think it was just one season. I think he came back um, maybe one more time. Or no, I think they wanted him to for that weird-ass Christmas special where they had multiple Whos, but he refused to do it. Um, well, it was a... There was a... It might have been a Christmas special, technically, but it was a... Uh, it came out at Christmas. Yeah, it did. It was, like, it was a special, um, which they do occasionally with Doctor Who, but it was, uh, the, it was like, the War Doctor, and it was the one... Uh, it was the Doctor no one ever knew about. Yeah. He was crazy. It, it was a point. really good Doctor. Like, I know nothing about Doctor Who, but I remember I all like my it. nerd friends were freaking out because they were doing this event. They were doing yeah. this... They were doing a Spider-Verse. It was a big deal. Well, no... Just all the like a lot of the doctors came back for it, and yeah. they and they interacted with each other, yeah. which they've done also historically and like the older Doctor Who's, but um, but it was it was because the thing well, it brought back David I, Tennant. Well, that's and the people big deal. were freaking out because David Tennant is literally I I know of Doctor Who somewhat a little bit because of my friends, but mm-hmm. I know David Tennant has always been regarded as the best Doctor next to Tom uh, Tom Baker. I disagree with both of those statements, but um, but. But majority of people agree with that, yes. yes. Um, but, because I will stand behind Matt Smith as Doctor Who, and Peter Capaldi. I was surprised that I actually even liked him as Doctor Who. Was he the one who uh, was, like, in the past five years, an older guy So, uh, the lady, I think, is currently, and I yes. think she's almost done, and before her was Peter Capaldi. Oh, the guy from World War Z, and he was in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. I know him from a couple movies, not yeah. Doctor Who. I know him from something, he other was... British movies. Well, and the thing with Doctor Who, too, is whenever they change the Doctor, they kind of change his personality a little bit. Yeah. And so, like, David Tennant was just kind of goofy. Yes, he was and, a goofball. And he was fun. He was pop culture one. Yeah. He was the pop culture Doctor. Matt Smith was oh, a little more serious. I remember people hated it. I liked him. Well, I remember when they first showed pictures of it, even even someone like me who doesn't watch Doctor Who, I remember people were so angry because he looked like emo he looked like yes. the emo doctor. Yes. People were like, I don't like that. Then they kind of got past, I feel like, the emo look of him, or at least it became more popular. Um, and then Peter Capaldi was just like, like he was just kind of like an older, like, father figure. Yeah, type he's like a, he's an actor who's in his late 50s, early yeah. 60s, or something. And so, like, like, it kind of just brought more gravity to the character, yep. uh, as opposed to just silliness. And then and they I, had a woman who broke the internet. Yeah, I haven't seen any of her, not because I don't want to, but just because, like, I don't have access to Doctor Who, and I kind of just, I had kids at that. She became the Doctor Who, like, right when my kids were born, so, like, Mm -hmm. that's part of that problem. Um, And so I just don't have time. I I plan to eventually, because I usually binge them. Like, I... I, Oh, I gotcha. Because I almost wait for the Doctor to be done, and then I'll just watch all of it. I have a question for you about Doctor Who. Okay, I don't know how we got Doctor Who. (laughs) Oh, we're talking from actors to actors? Sure, sure. Uh, Has Martin Freeman ever been asked, and he's just like, no? No, Martin... Oh, man, has... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Martin Freeman is the British actor incarnate, other than Benedict think, Cumberbottom anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he was if he's even been in Doctor Who. He might have been in an episode. I'm not sure. Oh, probably his early early years. Like However, space no, no, and no, stuff no. like that. I don't think he has. But um, oh, uh, uh, what's his face from Shaun of the Dead and. I can't think of the guy's name. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg is one of two actors who has been on Star Trek, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. There's only two actors who have ever been on all three. Okay. And I don't know who the other guy is. And I don't know. I don't remember who he played on in Doctor Who. Or, oh, yeah, because he's Scotty in Star Trek. And then in Star Wars, he's... Um, oh, uh, uh, the, he, guy in, and the guy in Force Awakens. The guy who yeah. uh, took uh, or took custody like, of Rey. Yeah, that alien. In a nothing role, you know. Right. Well, where he, he yeah. practically almost had a heat stroke because they threw him in a costume in a fucking desert. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think Martin Freeman's been in Doctor Who. Although, I mean, he kind of should be. I wouldn't be surprised if he may have had some small thing, because he wasn't very big until Office, and he was still doing stuff. Like, he's in Shaun of the Dead. Martin Freeman is? Yes. Is he, uh, who is he? He plays the... Uh, uh, in Shaun of the Dead, when they're trying to get to the pub... Yeah. Sean runs into one of his friends oh, he's and like, runs into the counterparts. Yeah. He uh, he is playing the male significant other counterpart to Sean's girlfriend. Right. Because they're kind of like mirrors. Yeah. Yes. He has maybe one line. Yeah. And that's well, they're it. just kind of like, hi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He plays her. That's funny. And so that's why I'm probably thinking he may have, because I think he even showed up in space. Probably. But there was a bunch of office characters in Shaun of the Dead in that cameo scene. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, the ditzy girlfriend mm -hmm. in their group. She's the Pam in the office. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So there, there's it's also British British production, British television. People are well. It's like yeah. it's like Canada. You film something in Canada. There's a Canada actor. There's that guy. There's Gary Chalk. Yeah. Which I've heard uh, Canadian actors really complaining about this. It's like they're just so because it's just like if you're not a known can Canadian actor, it's really hard to get jobs. A hundred percent, there is. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, and you can't come to America for jobs because it's just like they'd rather hire Americans. Yes. Wait. Eh, so anyway. Oh yeah, I mean that's how. I mean I watched the show Leonard Kenny, and that's in Canada. Yeah. And there's Canadian actors I see in that too. That's right. And then when I see them in a movie, it's like, oh, there they are. Uh, but yeah, I mean if it's shot. The second uh, I'm, I see an actor that I recognize from who's Canadian, even Jared Kiso from Letterkenny or Gary Chalk, who's voice Transformers, and he's in everything. The second I see anyone like that, I'm like, oh, shot in Ontario. Yeah. So, do you, did you re actually recognize background characters? I can. In, in Thor. Uh yes. Okay. Here and there, uh, and then once it's like, oh, shot in shot in Canada, and then we watch the credits for the post scene, and it was Quebec, and yeah. it's like, oh, yep, yep, that makes sense. That's why I saw that. Um, or even seeing them do New Zealand because they shot in New Zealand. It's, yeah. I mean, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park and stuff like that and Event Horizon. He plays uh, ac he, the actor who plays Odin. The Odin actor, yeah. Sam Neill, New Zealand actor. He is? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, he's New Zealand. There's some Australians in there too floating around so that because it's Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Taika Waititi's a Kiwi, so... I thought it was funny, too. And people... And because Taika Waititi has a background in New Zealand, some New Zealand actors are in it because he's had experience with them, like Sam Neill. Sure. Uh, I think he was in uh, one of Taika's early productions. So, um... Oh, that's funny. Boom, there he is. Yeah. Speaking of those guys, though, too, I thought it's funny that they got Matt Damon and Matt Damon's brother. That's not Matt Damon's brother. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. That's Chris Hemsworth. Oh. The older, oh, the other, unknown. Yes. The other Chris Hemsworth. Not yeah. Liam. Or the other Hemsworth. The yeah. other Hemsworth. He plays Thor. I thought Matt, da uh, Matt Damon has a brother, though, that's an actor, doesn't he? I, I swear don't he know. does. Are you thinking Ben Affleck? Is Ben Affleck's brother Casey? No. they would appear in stuff together and things like that. Maybe I just got confused, which is very possible. Yeah, it was kind of weird seeing like them actually be like old-fashioned... Uh, as guardians talking the way they do when it's like should we make a production well, it, well and that was kind of like the other Asgardians that act weird like Thor does and then Melissa McCarthy uh, finally which, in a movie I after get, a few years of nothing and as soon as I saw her too I was just like oh man mm -hmm. but I, I mean it makes sense too that they would tr that they would get an actress like her to be Hela in a stage production yep. in the movie because they're, they're making fun of Hela her husband's in it too but I don't know him <sighs> Who is her husband? I don't know. Huh. He's someone. He was in it. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was supposed to be in it, but they cut his scene. Why? Uh, his characters. I'm guessing Mont. I'm guessing Guardian. No, he did not die. Well, 
he shows up and like he shows up in the credits. And he's uh, just like, oh, let's figure yes. something out. Uh, I'm gonna go on a whim and say Guardians montage. Yeah. Yes. They'll bring him back. No, no, but I think Guardian the Guardians montage. He was probably in the Guardians montage oh. in the beginning. Uh, sure. So was Peter Peter Dinklage as the uh, the dwarf was supposed to be in this too. They oh cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut his scene out. I'm oh. guessing montage. Lena Headey was supposed to be in this too. Her scene was cut, and mm. she's getting sued for it. She's suing them for it? No, she's getting sued by her agency. Why? I don't know all about it, but she's getting sued for millions of dollars huh. because uh, one of her agents or something like that is suing her because apparently there's been a couple movies that she's been in and her role's been cut out. But why would they sue her for it? I don't know. Oh, weird. It's a whole thing. I'm sure she might win it, but yeah, she's uh, her role was hmm. cut from this. I'm going to go on a whim and say she was probably at Omnipotent City. Who is this lady? Sorry, who? Lena Headey. She was in Dread. She plays the main villain in Dread. She was Sarah Connor in the Terminator show. Okay. She's in Game of Thrones. I know her through a lot of stuff. She was in 300. Okay. So who is she playing this? I don't know. They've oh. never said, but her role was cut. Weird. I'm guessing she was playing a god. Or maybe flashbacks of Valkyries? I don't know. Because they always talk about the Valkyries, but they never show any other Valkyries. Which I know they're oh, all Oh, they dead. showed them all in Ragnarok. Like, as they're falling and dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got we talked about Valkyries' backstory, and um, the, the thing I love talking about or bringing up is the easy little edits they can make in the Marvel movies to remove LGBTs. Yeah. They do it. They did it in this one. And that Korg's people only have males? No. No. That's a thing, too, that kind of annoys me, that people are making a big deal. Oh, they're not all males? Korg talks about his two dads. Yeah. Well, and he said that he meet, he only ever said it as if it's just they're all... And then they have a little boy. That's what he said. Remember Korg's backstory in Thor Ragnarok? He oh, he has a mom! His mom and his boyfriend. Mom and her boyfriend. Yeah. So people are saying that one of Korg's parents are transgender. Oh, sure, okay. And I'm just going, are they divorced? Oh, yeah. Korg talks about his two dads in this movie and how he came to be, but then in Thor Ragnarok, he talks about how he led a protest and, and his only mom, his mom and, his, and her boyfriend showed up for it. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. People are making a big deal about that, saying that, not in a negative way, but saying that his parents are LGBT, and I'm going, or Marvel just can't keep track of that. I think it's or, just... or Marvel's trying to be a little too, and I hate using this word, but maybe trying to be a little too woke. And um, about things and just forgetting that yeah. they've already established things because they have done that quite a couple times where they forget they've established backstories. And that's why um, you need somebody who's it's their job to remember these things. I'm pretty sure those people do exist, yeah. but they did that and then they talk. They have Valkyrie kiss a goddess's hand, yeah, and then talk about how one of her Valkyries was her girlfriend or something. Like Korg makes it, oh yeah, you lost your girlfriend, and it's like, yep. Well, now I know which scenes are cut out of these movies for the internationals. Well, in that scene. That's well. That particular scene where he talks, where Cork talks about having two dads, easy to snip out. And that like that was a completely unnecessary conversation. Yes, easy snippets. Mar- and, and I, I, you know what? Shame on countries for being so sensitive about these off topics. Shame on Disney for making them in unnecessary scenes that are easy to cut out. Sure. Well, I was like famously in Star Trek when uh, when Shatner and no, I can't think of her real name, but Ahura. Uh, there's the scene. There's a scene where they kiss. Oh, Uhura? Yes. Uh, well, we're Picard, or whatever. Kirk and Uhura kiss. Yeah. And I guess they intentionally... So they did they sh- did one shot that they did really well. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like, oh, let's do it again. I, I forget, like, what... Oh, then they're like, okay, let's do it without you kissing. 
and they just they wouldn't do a good job, so they had to use the scene. And I know Roddenberry wanted it in there and everything. Yeah, so it they, was mostly the studio going. Uh, so they basically they did it in a way that was just like we have to use this footage. I love that when that shit happens. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I know think it was the first interracial kiss on TV. It was. Yeah. It was big news. I know uh, Harrison Ford tried to do that with Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the what is it? The cuts of Blade Runner where he has a narration. The, in the movies, yeah, he phoned, uh, he refused to do it. Oh, yeah. Ridley Scott didn't want to do it, but the studio wanted to. Yep. So Harrison Ford purposely sabotaged the narrations in the most sleepwalking performance. Oh, you it's, mean he just did his normal acting? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like he he purposely did a terrible job so they wouldn't use it, and they still used it. Yeah, that's too bad. It, that does happen sometimes where uh, they will just do a terrible job if they don't agree with it on a good way. To not use it. Yeah. And that just kind of happens. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it, it pisses me off that they, uh, that, I mean, I get it. I, I don't really get it, no. But there's those countries that are so anti-gay, anti-any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what was it? Uh, Lightyear wouldn't be shown. Uh, yeah. Uh, they threw fits over the moms in, in Doctor Strange and stuff. But then they just snip it out. And I know that they originally were going to cut out the light year because it's two moms kiss yeah, in that, that movie. But there's enough backlash that they put it back in. They wanted to cut it. And apparently the person in charge of Disney like demanded it be in too. Oh. But then, but then again, Disney cut it out. But then they put it back in. And then uh, a lot of countries wouldn't show it. One country, Indonesia, I can't remember, uh, they, they allowed it. But they put a, a disclaimer before it before the movie that said maybe not appropriate for anyone under sixteen. Yeah, and but you know shame on them for just being so closed minded. But look at our country right now and how closed minded it's become. Yeah. But in the same right, I also say shame on Disney for making those scenes easy to cut out. Yeah, I mean, and they have. They, they make them so. If easy. you're gonna put them in, you might as well. Even coming down to like the first gay thing in the MCU, which was supposed to be the first gay thing. There might be other things before, but this was the big one, which is the one of the Russo brothers in Endgame at the beginning at that support group. Yeah, we talk about he goes on a date with a guy. Oh yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can just easily dub that over and make that a her if they wanted to. Yeah, and uh, but then ever since then they've been putting more more modern uh, uh, topics in. Yeah, but they're just putting them in those little spots that are easy just to snip right out. Yeah, yeah. and I hate that. I just hate that so much that they're just not willing to embrace it to an extent. Sure, yeah. Even when they say, like, because uh, the big thing was, oh, we're finally going to touch on Valkyrie's um, either gay or bisexual background. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the movie, and I knew this was. They announced it right when Thor through Ragnarok sequel was announced. And I'm going, sure you are. Sure you are. And I hate to say it, but because I follow the background of these movies so much, anytime uh, Tessa Thompson was in the movie, I'm just going... Where are you putting it? Just sitting there with my hand on my head going, where are you putting it? Like a reference? No, I'm just going, where, where are you adding this in there that you're cutting out later on? Oh. And it was so nothing. Yeah. And they, they were pushing it so much because that's the thing about the Marvel movies or other movies. They were like, we're going to push this character. We're going to finally show this character's uh, homosexuality or their uh, their transgenderness or we're going to show their... Uh, their alternate lifestyle, and I'm mm -hmm. going, and they push it, they announce it, they say it all repeatedly, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, fine, 
great. You know what? Fine. Everyone needs heroes to look up to. Yeah. And then you see the af- the actual final product, and it's like just nothing. It's so unnecessary, and yeah. it's like, and I'm just literally waiting for them like uh, to finally just embrace it, but they won't do it because they want that money more than they want uh, the message. Yeah, it's well, just frustrating. Yeah, and I mean Disney's getting weird political they, stuff going on in Florida anyway. Yeah, the whole thing I've I've looked up a little bit about like, it don't because say gay stuff. don't say gay and then go back because the people the politicians down there want to be like, well, we're gonna we're just gonna screw you over then. Well, but the funny thing about that is they're screwing themselves over because mm-hmm. the whole so the whole thing is is like uh, Disney technically like runs their own little nation they run their own little thing and so they they have some exempts for doing it and stuff like that and because the homophobic and racist politicians down there don't like it they're saying well we're going to start taxing you then or well, we're not going to give you the support that you actually get they're yeah they're going to take away like all their support which which is funny because that basically means that the that the like the citizens who live there are going to be footing like a 6 million dollar bill that Disney pays so it's just like you just shot yourself in the foot there. Yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. we, we we don't really go into politics yeah, at all ever to. on there. But yeah, just talking about Disney and things. But yeah, I mean, as a whole uh, for Thor, yeah, back fine, back. fine movie, totally yeah. fine movie. It just didn't impress me. It's just they went too far with the jokes. Uh, and that was really the biggest problem. Too far in the jokes. You could tell when people were phoning it in, really. Yeah, and but then again. I liked the story. Yes, a great strong villain. Like I, very good villain. I lo- I don't like Loki. Um, the elf people were dumb. Yeah, Hela was great, and also played by one of my favorite actors. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett, yeah. not Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but Christian Bale. I remember. Well, I remember hearing Christian Bale was going to be, and I remember you were excited because you thought he was going to play Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that would have been great. Like two, three years ago when they uh, announced this. I still think this. they should do Beta Ray Bill. I mean, he had one little cameo in Thor 3, so... Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the sculptures on that uh, planet. Oh, yeah, he is. He's one of the sculptures on the wall, on the buildings they're building with the Hulk's face on it, too. Yeah. Uh, but I remember you were excited. You were thinking he was going to be Beta Ray Bill. Well, I saw somebody say something. Yeah, what, he would have been a good Beta Ray Bill. Um... But no, like the funny thing too about that the, this villain uh, is just like how little time he's actually on screen. That's unfortunate because I would have liked to have seen him more because that yeah. was one review I heard about this is you forget he's around and I'm like, well, I never forgot him, but I knew I remember hearing before seeing the movie that he's not in it a whole lot, so I was really cherishing every scene he was in. But they did a really good job of setting the character up with such little time. Yeah. And so, because, like, usually it's just like, yeah, especially in Marvel movies, it's just like, the villain's barely in it. Or even if the villain's in it a lot, like, they still just have no backstory yeah. or reason for what they're doing. Yes. Other or, than, like, Thanos... Thanos, well, yeah, Thanos, but then, like... Well, uh, they, they, there's the generic Marvel villains who are just evil for evil. Yeah, like Red Skull. They've gotten better at it. Or, well, he's a Nazi. I don't think we need a backstory for the Red Skull. No, we don't. His backstory is Nazi, and, and it's and like, fine, good enough. But, like, he, I mean, you might even argue that he's in the movie too much, then. Oh, no, I don't think he's in the movie too much. Okay. Uh, because it's the Red Skull. Red Skull is someone who is empowering. 
Sure, sure. Uh, you just don't need a backstory for a Nazi. You know, Nazis did, enough. They did a backstory in the comics with him, which was actually historically just really nice because it kind of it actually was like told history. Yeah. So it was more of just like a way to to tell like comic book nerds some World War Two history. Yeah. Um, and, and it was uh, that was, I actually have it I think I might have gotten rid of it but like it was, it was a very good series of comics and, but well I, I also like tragic villains yeah I like Thanos even though I don't think he's a tragic villain um, a misguided villain I a misguided in his views which is fine but tragic villains are my favorites uh, a ghost from Ant-Man and Wasp. Ghost was a good villain. I liked Ghost a lot. I liked uh, Black Goliath or Goliath, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, who's helping her because he feels guilty because yeah. of her parents. Yeah. Um, uh, Gore's great. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Shang-Chi's dad. Yeah. His dad's pretty solid. Eternals is shit. Um, Black Widow shit. And villain-wise, I mean, movies are okay. Yeah. Um, the villains are just straight villains in that movie. The Black Widow, like, there's no setup. It's just, they're just like, it's just like a weird... A little touching too much on... A guy in power. A guy in power who kidnaps little girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other ones, they've always been just generic, greedy villains. But I like the, I like the villains... That said, and I say I don't like Loki, but I just don't like Loki because I don't like Loki. Um, I liked him. I, I I got to like him once he came back, like, around and was, like, a, not just a jerk. Yeah, and he's not a villain in Thor 3. No. He's kind of a, just a heel. He's just kind of a, 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 a hindrance in some scenes, but he's not a bad but guy. But I, I liked him best in that, and then that's well, why I was mad that they killed him. But then they brought him back for the show, and I liked him in the show. Yes, I, I did too, even though I didn't like the show. And granted, he's not even really a villain in Thor 2. He's a villain in Thor 1, and he's a Avengers. villain in Avengers, and that's it. He was a pretty weak villain in the Avengers, I felt like. But he wasn't really the ultimate villain. No, and he's just kind of... He's just... Mad, uh, but just, I, It's also arguably dumb that he was, like, the pawn villain in Avengers. Because, like, he should have been yes. smart enough to get... Like, to not have done that. Yeah, they were still trying... Well, also, he's also the villain immediately after. Well, I think he's the villain the previous year with Thor. Yeah. Then we had Cap... And then we had Avengers. Mm-hmm. So he was like the villain one after another, uh, which I was tiresome. But he was also he was the new Jack Sparrow for ten years. Yeah, he's just in it because he's popular. He's the heartthrob. Yeah, and uh, it's like okay, I mean we don't really get those anymore, thankfully. Yeah. Or, or maybe I'm too old now. I mean we're, we're in our late we're going we're, we're in our mid thirties. We're not watching the right movies. Maybe we're not, but I don't That's remember. Fine. But like Loki was the new Jack Sparrow, and before that it was Jack Sparrow. I don't know any kind of anti-hero heartthrob that's around anymore that's a big deal. Yeah, I guess I don't know either. I guess they tried with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Man, they did such a bad job at the end of that. Yeah. Uh, but, and I mean, they're still trying with Jack Sparrow, even though I think Johnny Depp's done. Yeah, because they, they're making another movie with him, right? They're not. I thought they said they were. Well, maybe they are now, since he was found not guilty based on whatever... But I know they were making another movie with another female character. Yes. And then they were going to make another one without him. And my response is, can I just get more movies with Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley? Because those are the characters I actually give a shit about. Yeah. Or can I get another movie where we resurrect Jeffrey Rush uh, again as Barbosa? Because Barbosa is the best character just, in the Pirates movies. Like, get That's a, a podcast in itself. A us, pre- ta- us talking about the Pirates movies. Uh, yeah, prequel but, uh, Barbosa would be good. Or even a not prequel. Just like Bar- just him as 
yeah. Barbosa again. That's a podcast right there is us talking about the Pirates movies. Yeah. Because I have plenty to say we about We need that. to rewatch. Like, we, that's another, like, series of movies that we should watch and then podcast about. I would yeah. love it because I, uh, I, I can just say right now, love the first one, love the second one, hated the third one, hated the fourth one, enjoyed the fifth one, and the primary thing with most of those movies that. is Barbosa. Yeah, he's the best thing out of the fourth one, and the fourth one's trash. And he's a he's the best thing out of the fifth one, and the fifth one's okay. And he's the best thing out of the third one, and I hated the third one. But he's the most honest character in the third one. He is not stabbing people in the back oh. where everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he, made everyone pirates and backstabbing pirates in the third one, and he's the only one that has a plan, and he's the only one that wants to commit to the plan, and everyone else is too busy doing their own shit. Yeah. Barb, and, and he's the villain in the first one. And yeah. He's great. He's a great villain, speaking of good villains. Yeah. Yes, best thing ever. I love Jeffrey Rush as an actor, but I love Barbosa. And it's like, oh, they did so much good. Even though his backstory with it uh, in, in the fifth one doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I do recommend watching it, though, because he's yeah, great in it. I stopped watching after the third one, I want to say. The fourth one's terrible, and it's because the star is Johnny Depp's uh, Jack Sparrow. Again? And yeah. And Jack Sparrow works as your supporting character. Yes. The main characters in the first, second, third one are Orlando Bloom. Yep. Johnny Depp is the main character too, but he is there, he's a device. Yeah. Arguably, he's not the main character. Yep, yep. Uh, he's 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 there. Uh, in the fourth one, he's the main character. And it's not yeah. very good. Is that the one where he's dead and he comes back to life or something? No. Is that the third uh, one? Like the one where he's like That's the third one. He's carrying like a jar of dirt around or that's sand. The, okay. That, that's the second one. In the third oh. one they bring him back. Oh, okay. In the fourth one, he's looking for the fountain of youth. It's got Blackbeard. Oh, that's the one with the mermaid. Like where the, the, the creature falls in love with the mermaid. Oh, I hate that one. You saw that one. Oh, that was so bad. It's really bad. And I'll tell you this. I do recommend watching the fifth one. Yeah, what's the, the fifth, fifth one? I don't uh know. uh searching for uh the trident. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's I, the god of the sea? Poseidon's trident. Okay. Didn't even know that existed. Okay. Uh, this is, We'll talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we, you know, <laughs> we're, at, we're at an hour 45. We're so. at an hour 45, and this, but we, we, we got to do anyway. a catch-up. We came over here yeah. and everything, so. <laughs> no, this one's long, but it's fine. But, uh, but yeah, no, look forward to us talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's so, wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Head over to the website, uh, recordingliveprocast.com. Uh, buy our merch. Somebody needs to buy some merch other than us. Um, <laughs> uh, this costs money to run. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>